It's here in the city. It's here in the city. This is here in the city. This is here in the city. I'm Sarah Harris. I'm Sarah Harris. New message. Truth should be truth. But then it depends on, in the telling, whose truth is it. We're here most Tuesdays, bringing you radio realities from the urban landscape and mapping the city with voices of creative social change in and around Los Angeles. On Pacifica Radio, powered by the people, thanks to the generous support of you, our listeners, the capable crew at KPFK, the innovators of web-based radio at SoundCloud, news you might have missed at newsdesk.org, and the community-funded reporting project, Spot Us. You can find us on the web at here in the city. That's H-E-A-R in the city.org. Good afternoon, KPFK listeners. Today is June 7th, 2011. We are very glad to be back in the radio space with you after a long break. On today's show, we're talking about a sense of place. We'll visit a spot in the Angeles National Forest where the station fire raged nearly two years ago. Everywhere I looked, there were things I'd never seen before. I was like, what on earth is that? And we'll preview a local media arts initiative that takes over those TV screens on the MTA buses in a way that's designed to make you think about where you're at and what you see out the window. We pictured people riding around the city, passing between where they live and work, and really not knowing the in-between space, and wanting to make media and pose questions about that in-between space and sort of build a social fabric between all these different destinations. On August 26, 2009, the biggest fire in the recorded history of Los Angeles County was sparked allegedly by an arsonist. The fire was contained on October 16th, nearly two months later. After burning through 160-some thousand acres, much of the forest has been closed to the public since 2009. This past weekend, Caltrans reopened California Highway 2, the Angeles Crest Highway. I went up into parts of the forest, which are accessible via Highway 2, with Holly Harper, who is an architect and urban forester. We stopped by Hidden Springs Picnic Area, where a creek bringing record rainfall and snowmelt bubbled down toward Big Tuhunga Basin, which eventually feeds the Los Angeles River. Holly Harper, this is a unique landscape right now. It's the site of what once was and what will soon be. Can you describe it a little bit? Well, it was a pretty sparse landscape of chaparral and rocks. And in my recollection, it's been um, a very open landscape with not a lot of forest cover, like a pine forest. But then I've only been in the forest about 20 years and now it's even more bare to the first impression because all of those trees are blackened skeletons. When you look at what was once trees, not all of them are resprouting, but a number of them are. You look at a good percentage 
some vibrant green, fresh growth coming out of the bottom that will replace those trees. It's striking because you see these these black skeletons, like you're saying, that have been charred by the station fire against the blue, blue sky. And on some of these other slopes, there's some very striking colors that we see. And it, it makes me think of some of the conversations about native species versus non-native species and what to do with the landscape or whether or not to do anything about it. I think when we were driving up today, the, that was the main thing, the first thing I noticed, that bright, bright, clear yellow. And I don't know if that's Spanish broom or French broom, but it's one of these coastal Mediterranean species that um, is not native to our hills. And looking at the landscape now from the road, there seems to be, you know, three, four, five times as much of that as I've ever seen before. And I know they, they really like the disturbance of roads and erosion and fires, and they take advantage of those kind of niches. And you mentioned because of the the intensity of the fire and the scope of the fire two years ago, followed by also record rainfalls, but not pounding rains that made the slopes fall down necessarily, that the landscape is sort of in a unique moment. Well, it looks like a little, there's a little fuzz or haze or green across all of the hills. And to me, you know, with my eyes, it looks incredibly green. And it made me wonder, does it look incredibly green to anyone else? There's an awful lot of rock. There's an awful lot of just white granite showing, and the, the trees are gone for the most part. But um, really just a, an incredible rainy season where it's been long and many little light kind of soaking rains that have supported a lot of, just a lot of life growing back there. And we were looking up in areas that are still closed. You know, we're still in the, kind of really in the heart of the fire, the Big Tahunga Basin, and they'll be Sounds like they'll be closed for some time to keep um, keep people out for the most part, so the forest can heal. Everywhere I looked, there were things I'd never seen before. I was like, "What on earth is that? That's not typical." <laughs> and things in just in different proportions, and many more of things that used to be rare, and many fewer of things that used to be normal. And so it's a different. It's going to be a different forest growing in. And something worth going up to see. Oh, definitely. I'm so glad to be up in our, in our forest again. Holly Harper, thank you very much. You're listening to Here in the City on KPFK 90.7 FM in Los Angeles and at kpfk.org. And I am here with Anne Bray, who's the executive director of Vanguard Longtime Los Angeles Public Media and Arts Organization, LA Free Waves. They're dedicated to distributing independent and unique media around the city in a variety of ways. And this coming week, starting on June 13th, L.A. Freewaves, in conjunction with the Echo Park Film Center and Public Matters and UCLA Remap, will be taking over the video screens of 4,000 square miles of L.A. County's Metro buses. They'll be showing videos made by youth on those screens that normally are occupied by Transit TV. Anne Bray is here to talk about the project with us. Anne, thank you. And... Give us an idea of what we're going to see next week on the 2,200 video screens on MTA buses around the city. 
on that bus, there's a one-hour loop that is refreshed every day. So um, Monday to Friday, the 13th to 17th, we're putting on five minutes per hour of youth media. And it will be dispersed between their other programming, which is like quizzes and news and weather and ads. And then um, over the weekend of the 18th and 19th, we're going to have 45 minutes of youth programming per hour. And each hour repeat all day long, but uh, different each day. And the the videos come out of a, a year-long, almost year-long process of working with youth in East Los Angeles and in and around downtown through the Echo Park Film Center and Public Matters, the two organizations that you collaborated with. If you could tell us just a little bit about how the idea came about and how you all came to work together. Uh, it started a year ago when the MacArthur uh, foundation had a call for youth interactive um, learning experiences. We thought of the idea of making all of the media be about place and uh, and sort of scattered all over Los Angeles. So I thought of who are the youth media organizations that are interested in place and Immediately, Echo Park and Public Matters came up to me. They were interested. Um, they loved the idea of it, getting it out into the public because a lot of youth programming, it's hard to get it out and heard and seen. So uh, they were pretty excited by the idea, challenged by the restrictions, which each piece had to be very short and uh, you couldn't count on the sound being at a audible level, so we had to make it very visual. So all of the students who worked on the projects were very aware of who their audience would be? Yes, and that we started right away with trip. If they weren't already riding the bus, which many of the students do daily anyways, uh, so they knew the audience, you know, they really talked about the audience and who are we going to and well, how are we going to approach them. So that was the launch, yeah. So let's take a look at a couple of these videos for the people who, um, well, we'd encourage everyone to ride the bus and try to catch a few of them um, if you don't normally ride the bus and if you do look out for them. But um, the two groups of students, one of them is working in East Los Angeles at a, a local high school, that's right? Yeah, the uh, Renaissance High School is uh, uh, one of their classes is working with Public Matters, where they've been working all year on market makeovers. So the kids learn about nutrition, uh, what they should be eating, could be eating, where to get it, what does it cost, how do they get it into their neighborhood, what are the health benefits of you know nutritious food. And then they've been explaining the food desert of East L.A. and, you know, what are the remedies for that. So they've taken one market and have really transposed it into a healthy market and working to get the whole neighborhood shopping there. So we'll take a look at one of the videos produced by the students at the Renaissance High School. And this one is, it's part of their general project, which is Have You Noticed or Te Has Fijado?, and I love the this first one where they're asking, um, 
how far do you have to go to get to a supermarket? And so we're watching a group of students all standing by the Superior uh, Market and at the bus station holding these signs that say, have you noticed how far you have to travel to get to your supermarket? And then this young woman pulls out her cell phone and she's lamenting the fact that she didn't spend enough money at the Superior to benefit from the free van ride, so she has to take the bus. Oh my God, four hours since I started to go grocery shopping. Still not on the bus to get home. Can't believe mom does this every Sunday. Gets up at six o'clock in the morning to do it. And the whole time we're looking at just the fast food that's available and the relationship of that to all these little markets where, as she points out, you can't buy groceries um, or vegetables, fruits and vegetables. Mom had me walk in her shoes so I know what it was like to shop for food in East L.A. So she puts out a group of uh, signs that add up to say, why does it have to be so hard? So it took her mom actually two hours to go grocery shopping. Can't get produce at the liquor store. The only stores near me is Superior. Which is a common experience in too many parts of Los Angeles. And you're asking riders who are watching this to text their answer to those questions to a phone number. How does that work? Uh, So it's the element that I'm really excited because we haven't tried it before, uh, except during the tests back in February, which is we want to make this whole uh, viewing of youth media and later artists media um, by the whole, you know, writers, uh, an interactive system. So we're asking people questions that we've designed uh, for each video. And you can text us sort of hopefully immediately um, with your answer. What we're trying to do is really inform ourselves, the organizers, and the youth that are the makers and the future videos that we choose so that we start uh, making a two-way system. It's not just, you know, like television where you just receive it. You know, it's more like the web where you get to reply and put your input into the system. So you're starting a conversation using the bus space as the place to begin it with this multitude of digital youth media and asking the riders to be part of that conversation based on watching what the kids have produced. Right. And the bus system already has quizzes. Uh, what they usually do, though, is they have prizes to, um, you know, someone that answers it. We don't have any prizes. So what we're trying to do is actually make the questions interesting enough and the thought of who you're sending it to being actually the youth makers or the artists or the organizers to that you're not replying to a corporation that's going to be using it for marketing to you, but to, like, actually collective knowledge in Los Angeles. Starting next week, 
L.A. freeways will be occupying the screen space on Transit TV for the last five minutes of every hour with youth videos all across Los Angeles County. It's here in the city. We'll take a short break and we will be right back with Anne Bray talking about Out the Window. This is what it is. This is what it's going to be. You are listening to Here in the City on KPFK 90.7 FM in Los Angeles. 98.7 FM in Santa Barbara. 93.7 FM in San Diego. And 99.5 FM in Ridgecrest and China Lake. An archive and a podcast of our shows is at Here in the City. That's H-E-A-R in the city dot org. And at kpfk.org, you can like us on Facebook. If you like. And visit us at our website, hereinthecity.org. And follow us on Twitter. There's this thing called geotagging of questions. So what we can do, um, again, through the advertising system on the bus, is post questions to riders about places that are just site-specific. So as a bus goes through 5,000 feet of Chinatown, we could ask them something particular about this place. Wow, so that's using a technology that's often used to market uh, and to sell something for a really different purpose, which is to serve people's interest for whatever kind of interactive media they might want. We're just beginning that process of thinking, what type of questions do you want to ask about a place? And But it is very related to the whole project, which is we pictured people riding around the city, passing between where they live and work, and really not knowing the in-between space. And we running wanting to make media and pose questions about that in-between space and sort of build a social fabric between all these different destinations and creating communal uh, space through this public media. Most of the riders, they're using their smartphone or their cell phone um, to access the web. And, of course, as we know in Los Angeles, there's an economic divide between people who ride the bus and people who drive in cars. Uh, So there's 70 percent of the riders have household incomes under 26,000. So of those, um, we're saying 80 percent have cell phone. Um, About a third of them have no access or very little access to the Internet. So we're trying to use this media to sort of take the ideas of the Internet and and spread them through the city and get people intrigued about this interactive system instead of the reception-only systems. It strikes me also that um, as we move into our second year of 
uh, texting in your car or using your phone being illegal while you're driving, although a lot of people, I think, violate that law, that the bus is itself the ideal space to actually be involved with using your phone or your smartphone and texting as a way of communicating and interacting with the space that you're moving through. We have been talking with transit people at USC. Lisa Schweitzer has been advising us and uh, David Sloan uh, about this thing of public space and that really so much of the public space is commercial in Los Angeles and uh, how to take media and use that as an interactive device to create more communication. So I, I think it's a very class-divided you know, situation, and we just want to uh, weave it back together. And I wanted to ask um, a little bit about the Echo Park Film Center videos, which are actually films. Um, it's beautiful, super Six, eight films. Actually, 16 millimeter films that the students made. They all learned actual black and white filmmaking uh, about exposures, um, uh, actually developing the film. They went through the whole process. Wow, so we're on the other end of uh, film history from texting and um, watching the videos to these gorgeous city symphonies that um, are mostly a minute long. And as I understand, part of a, a project at the Echo Park Film Center to document the city in 24 hours, a cycle of 24 hours, but each minute that we watch represents an hour in that cycle in the city's life. Right. So there's day and night, and there's all these different neighborhoods. Each uh, student got to select where they wanted to uh, represent, and they uh, do a wide variety. But they all do it in this black-and-white abstract film, and very visual. But there's uh, The only sound is actually uh, music that's applied afterwards, and they collaborated with the composers to come up with you know, a sound that represents what they're trying to do. But we go to Chinatown at midnight and over in the Santa Monica Pier, uh, you know, in the middle of the night, and we're over in East LA riding the new subway system. Um, you know, early morning. We're at Union Station, standing up above all the trains, looking down. Yeah, the, the, yeah. The, so each of them was a student project. They did have a teacher with them to help them you know, get over the technical hurdles because the lighting was so drastically different at different times of day. So very, very bright and very, very dark. And uh, so there's a lot of uh, very custom exposures for these films. And there's some beautiful shots um, during a, a rainstorm at the L.A. County Museum of Art, for instance. So Wilshire Boulevard in the middle of the night, right? And Hollywood Boulevard, um, the 
sort of high pressure water washing of the stars along Hollywood Boulevard when everyone else is asleep except the guy cleaning the stars. Right. Who is another group that we did a multimedia project with in 2008 and we got them uh, with their um, cell phones documenting their process of... Um, and the rails riding alongside the Los Angeles River and crossing the bridges. There's a lot of movement in, in these uh-huh. particular films. Right. It, it's interesting that they, that's how they responded to the transit aspect of uh, the project that they really got into. How do we get around the city? And all the ways, I mean, so many ways. And even the cars are sort of in the background and the passing and thinking uh, what is walking and what is um, the little uh, boats going in the river. And there are many, the skateboarders, the there's so many ways to get around the city and that we have a sort of this the car riders have a limited perspective and they should try some of these other methods <laughs> and it's um, not lost also that echo park film center has a uh, a mobile film unit so they travel around in their cinemobile and give workshops on how to make film and video as well Right, at uh, different locations uh, around the city. And in a way, it's really the part that we'd love to expand, which is really having youth and artists from every district of the city uh, representing their neighborhood. And so this thing of your riding, you really get to find out about the other parts of the city that you don't know. Yeah, it reminds me of like La Censor. Uh, with Miles Davis and Jean Moreau um, mm-hmm. and these city symphonies from like the 19-teens and 20s where there was, of course, no contiguous sound, but there would be performance um, while people watched these traveling through spaces on film. And that was the, the model, uh, city symphonies. And the at the end of the year, what... Uh, of, the screening for the youth. They show them all the films, one after the other, but they've worked with this group of composers and musicians that uh, perform live at the screening, and then afterwards they go and record it and sort of really connect it. But the kids negotiate with these composers saying, um, this is the mood I'd like to have in my section. And then they build the 24-hour soundtrack, all one, the 24 minutes representing the 24 hours is put together collectively. And when is that screening going to take place? We're doing a couple of them. Uh, one is um, it's just the individual small group of students and then with their parents. And then on uh, June 12th is the screening down at Inner City Arts. So the, all the work that has been produced for Out the Window with the Echo Park Film Center and Public Matters through LA Freewaves is going to be available also on the web now. People can look at some of the work in case they don't have the chance to see it on the bus. Right. So yes, we're showing the work on outthewindow.org. It's hyphenated, three words. 
um, and it's uh, posted there, as well as being on the bus, as well as doing the screening June 12th at the uh, Inner City Arts. Okay, so we will have on our website here in the city, that's H-E-A-R, in the city.org, a link to Out the Window. And um, I want to thank you, Anne Bray, so much for coming in to talk to us about the project. Thanks for having me. it for here in the city today. Special thanks to Jesse Lerner, Luis Sierra Campos, Tandisizwe Shimurenga, Daniela Gerson, Sabiha Khan, Albert Chacon, Rachel Salmon, Will Coley, Holly Harper, Karen Ness, and to you, our listeners. We will be back next week with more radio realities from the urban landscape. Until then, you can find us on the web at Here in the City. That's H-E-A-R in the city dot org. I'm Sarah Harris. Signing off. To yapping on. When you go in and out, may you have peace and level and safe. Yes. Be safe. Peace. <laughs>